Well, hello and welcome to another edition of Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham, where Team Needham discusses everything healthcare. I'm your host, Sean Needham, and this is my wonderful wife, Janet. And we are a little bit late this week uh, because of Memorial Day. So we are doing a quick uh, little video um, kind of to Memorial Day starts off the summer, not not officially, but kind of that's when we think about it. So we're going to talk about skin health and that summer body that everybody wants. So Janet, I'm going to let you start. Talk about some tips. You have beautiful skin. Um, you've always taken great care of it. So tell us what your secrets are. Well, one of the first things that people don't realize is your skin health comes from your nutrition. And that is something that people that specialize in skincare will tell you, you are what you eat. So a good diet is going to be the um, first step and hydration too. Um, that's something that I struggle with a lot is keeping hydration and that's going to help your skin out in the outdoors as well. So hydrate well. And I believe in water. I don't necessarily believe we have to have Gatorade. It could be an electrolyte, but I just don't, I don't go for all the extra little sugars in, in those drinks. And then finally, uh, coverage. So obviously Sean can be out in the sun longer than me and I have to keep, what are you saying? <laughs> Right, look, at, look at our arms. Yeah, right. Oh, my arms. You can't see. <laughs> right. That's enough. But that being said, realistically, my time frame of being out in the sun without coverage is going to be shorter than Sean's. So we can't change that. That's part of um, our skin makeup and who we are as individuals. So I've always, always watch for that because if I don't, I've paid and I, I burn and I, that anytime you burn that's damaged to your skin. So you don't want to do that. So I think that, um, coverage and getting out of the sun can be also, um, important. Um, so I'm going to let you start adding to that. Well, first of all, she's a Viking. So Vikings <laughs> aren't used to being out in the sun. So that's why she's so fair complected. And she has to be more careful than me. Who's a Cherokee Indian, right? <laughs> yes. I am one eighth Cherokee Indian. So I can tolerate quite a bit of sun. I, I, um, but it doesn't mean that my, that the sun can't damage my skin. Now let's just talk about the benefits of, of sun. Sun is very, very important yes. and being outside and, and having, um, sunlight is very, very important. There's seasonal affective disorder, um, that happens in the winter, especially in Northern latitudes where it's dark, most, you know, a, a lot, many more hours of the day. Um, and sunlight prevents that. So one of the things that sunlight does when it's, stimulates our skin is it um, stimulates the production of vitamin D and vitamin D is a very, very important hormone. Actually it's classified as a, as a vitamin, but it's actually a hormone. It does a lot of things, including to right. prevent depression, um, but it helps our thyroid function. It helps um, our bones. It helps our immune system. Vitamin D is very, very important. And if we were to sunbathe completely naked outside, um, for 20 minutes, we would produce 20 to 30,000 units of vitamin D. So when you think about dosing vitamin D, you know, when the US RDA, although there's not really a US RDA of vitamin D, it's, a, it's kind of a recommendation of 400 units a day is, is super small and like spitting in the wind. So most patients need between 5,000 and 10,000 units a day. But what else does, does the sunlight do? Many things we don't know, but but we know it stimulates neurotransmitters, um, you know, dopamine, epinephrine, norepinephrine to help us feel feel better. So that's why sunlight is important. But we do need to protect our skin, especially if you're lighter complected. One thing is that we can cover up. So 
here. You will not believe if you put a hat on, put a hat on and the temperature of your body feels like it goes down like 10 degrees. I'm serious. The wider the brim, the better. So um, that's going to keep the sun off your neck, which is very, very difficult to do. That's where the most exposure from our the sun happens is on our neck. Um, so I'm wearing a wide brim hat. Look at what people did years and years ago that worked outside. Even now, you look at people that normally work outside. What do they do? They wear long sleeves and they wear a wide brim hat. So that is to protect themselves from the sun. It's actually cooler that way. It's not hotter. It's actually cooler. So, but there are some, like Janice said about diet, that those are, those are important things to protect our skin. Also, if we don't have the right amount of vitamin C and the right amount of vitamin A, um, you know, antioxidants in our, in our diet to help, um, uh, to help uh, help with healthy skin and, and and to help with free radical damage and um, you know all the oxidation that happens in in the environment, including the sunlight, then we're not gonna uh, um, our skin's not gonna be as healthy. And there are products too that you can put on your skin. Vitamin C topically is a great way to keep your skin healthy. Hyaluronic acid. Janet talked about. Um, Hydration, hyaluronic acid will actually help pull water into your skin. It's a topical, um, in a topical formulation, it helps pull water in your skin. And um, what else? Vitamin A. Right. And then finally, too, if we want to jump into what would you use if you needed to use for a sunblock? And I like things that have zinc oxide in them. It really is a better product, I think, than all the other products out there that are being sold and there's no link to any cancer of using an old product. It's, it's like the oldest thing out there. Zinc oxide is, is great. I mean, when I was growing up and the kids were going to the pool, you'd always see the lifeguards with their zinc oxide on their face and the lines and it's safe and it's not irritating to the skin. Um, so I, I would recommend that over some other products. Well, like the Paba base products, yeah. um, you know, which actually are aromatic benzene rings, which actually absorb UV light. Um, there has been some linked to them with some being toxic and possibly causing cancer. Um, I think the mineral-based ones are good. Don't forget about zinc oxide. So zinc oxide does have the white. It will, like Janice says, will mm -hmm. make your face white. But th don't forget about titanium dioxide. That's true, too. Yeah. Now, there are some people that think titanium dioxide is... is um, you know, can be toxic, but titanium dioxide is actually brown. So a lot of uh, skincare products, sun sunblock products can have a little bit of zinc oxide and titanium dioxide, and it can actually match your, match your skin tone a little bit better. So yeah. um, both those are mineral-based. I like them, and they're pretty much, nothing's waterproof, but they're pretty resistant to water and sweating. Um, you have to probably apply it, you know, throughout the day possibly, but um, depending on your skin type. And also one of the things that I've always done throughout time is I apply my, my, my sunscreen before going outside. So if you know, you're going to be outside, that is something I would do. And I did that with my kids too. So it's not like you just start applying it when you're out in the sun, because that kind of is behind the clock a little bit. So put it on before you go. And sometimes that helps too with coverage. So you don't miss something as well. Um, because the worst thing for me is a one spot that didn't, get covered and then everything else looks fine, but you missed a spot on your shoulder or something and you get burned. So put it on prior to your activity. And like Sean said, reapply and, you know, common sense is too. There's times where um, you got to cover up. 
Yeah. Sunscreen's screen's over. You, you got to get shade or you got to cover up. So. Yeah. Use sleeves, um, you know, long sleeves, hats, things like that. Um, what else can I say about our skin? What else can you say you want to add about your skin? Um, well, as a mom, I, I always think of skin types and, and we talked about zinc oxide. So a lot of the products that are available for small children and babies are ones that are going to have um, more of those bases versus the other. They have them in sticks, they have them in lotions, um, but those are the ones I would recommend for small children because then you're not worried about all the other um, chemicals that would be in there for their skin. And my kids had pretty sensitive skin and they did well with them. So, And don't they have it in a spray too? With, with it the is a spray, but the problem that I have with sprays is you are using an alcohol in there and it's great for like fast, um, but you might be a little sensitive to that. So they are available and they are very convenient, especially when you're, you know, traveling and with your kids. But I don't think that that is the best coverage to start with. It might be to follow up with. Yeah. And remember that those uh, sunscreens like the, the titanium dioxide and the zinc oxide, they are hydroscopic, which means they absorb water out of your skin. So they are very drying to your skin. So, you know, make sure that you're well hydrated. And even afterwards, use some kind of hyaluronic acid on your skin um, to bring that moisture back into your skin. Janet, let's talk about summer body. You know, when, when, uh, Memorial Day comes around, you know, you always hear this stuff on social media come out about, are you ready to get that summer body? Well, let me just tell you, summer is officially, what, three weeks away or something. And okay. if you're waiting till Memorial Day to get your summer body, yeah, it ain't going to happen. You need to really start thinking about your summer body in June and even before. Um, I would say January. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm yeah. in January. I, I, we're in June or almost. Yeah. I'm in January. Yeah, you need to really start thinking about the first of the year in January. Depending on how much, you know, what your goals are and, and if you want to lose weight or you want to just tone up. You really need to start thinking about it months in advance because you, you can't get your summer body in the summer by starting out. Uh, yeah. It doesn't mean you can't start. Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, it's never but, too late to start. Right, but. And I guess it depends on what your definition of a summer body are is and what and what your goals are. So um, here, are, here are some tips, though. Um, Realistically, yeah. um, you really don't want to lose much of that. I mean, this, this can vary. And, and the weight, weight, we, you're going to see a video that we're going to release here in a couple weeks, uh, maybe in a few days, about optimal weight um, versus optimal body composition. Um, and there's a big difference between weight and body composition, optimal weight and optimal body composition. So, but realistically, if you're using the scale as a metric, you sh you can't lose realistically much more than 1.5 to two pounds of fat a week. Now, that depends on how much you're starting out at. But if um, in 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 the end, you can only after you've lost a lot of initial weight, you can probably only lose one and a half to two pounds of of fat a week. We're going to say something. Yeah. So many times as we're scrolling through social media, we'll see these, I lost a hundred pounds and X amount of days and they show a picture of before and after beware. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing easy about that. Good nutrition trumps everything. And that includes, you know, the right nutrients that you need to stay full and be able to stay on that diet. So if somebody's telling you that you're going to lose hundred pounds in 10 days or something ridiculous, well, and, 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 no, but I mean, you get the point. Yeah. 
There's so many things out there, whether it would be on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, you name it. And don't fall for that. It's a steady process and it's a commitment. And I think it's easier if you are maintaining and losing at a, a, a healthy way, because then it becomes more of a lifestyle rather right. than just a yo-yo thing. Because it's unfortunate that when you lose and gain that weight back and forth and yo-yo back and forth, that is very stressful on your body overall. So you don't want to do that. So start out early, start out slow, find the goals that you want to have and stick to it. And Obviously, there's going to be some ups and downs. We we realize that. That's part of being human. But if you have a realistic goal, it's easier to get back to. Yeah. And, you know, realize that there is no there is no quick fix when nope. it comes to weight loss. I mean, we can lose weight really fast if we want to. I remember during wrestling in high school, I lost 11 pounds in 36 hours one time. I came in at 159 Monday morning and I had to wrestle at Tuesday night at one at 148. Um was it good for me? Heck no. I was dehydrated. I didn't eat anything. I was, you know, so, but I gained a lot of that weight back, obviously, too, right. when I gorged myself afterwards. So it's, it's, it is like Dana says, you, you have to change your lifestyle and losing weight slower makes you do that. Um, and also it decreases the chance of you gaining all the weight back um, right after you meet your goal, whatever that is. And one thing I, that, that helps um, with me, and I, I think Janet can attest to this, is eat eat your meat first and focus on meat, focus on protein, and you will do really, really well. Um, I don't know how many times I've really craved bread or craved, um, you know, potatoes or anything like that, and um, I eat my meat first. And next thing you know, I don't have any bread. I don't have any any potatoes. I'm not necessarily saying bread and potatoes is bad. I know there's a lot of people out there that are, you know, totally pro keto and they're anti bread. They're anti anti um, um, carb anything. And I think we are omnivores. We're not carnivores. So I think it is good to have um, some vegetables and fruit. But I think um, ultimately, I think if we stress meat. Um, I think we'll, we'll do a lot better off in our diets. I agree. And as active as you can be is, is helpful too. And then, you know, with, with travel and activities, there's always the pack the snack while well, Sean and I pack fresh food. So it's his yogurt his berries, cheese, meat, anything. We have coolers. It's better than grabbing a candy bar at the store when you're filling up your gas and you're hungry, you know, because everybody gets there, right? Um, so plan ahead. I think planning has been very helpful as choosing what snacks you're going to take with you. Um, we pack our beverages, we pack our, our um, snacks, and we keep them as close to nature and as healthy as we can because that seems to satisfy versus driving through the drive-thru. Yeah. Um, on our last trip, you know, we've done this many times before. We just cook up a whole bunch of meat before we uh, travel and that way we can eat it instead of eating out. Not only saves money, but it actually saves, um, it's a lot healthier because you know exactly what you're eating. Um, and it's a lot more convenient too. So you don't spend all your time eating out all the time. So, um, and I will say this too, is that, you know, Jan and I do exercise a lot. Um, but one of the things is, is that when people talk to us, they say, oh, well, you know, 
you know, to um, be in the shape you guys are in, you must exercise a lot. And I don't, I just don't want to exercise that much. And that's just absolutely not true. Um, exercise is very, very good and very important, but 80% of, of looking like you're fit and in shape is diet. And you cannot exercise your way out of the bad diet. No. I've tried. You just can't. If you are eating crappy, I don't care if you're riding your bike 15 hours a week. If you're eating crappy, it's going to show. And you're not going to, not only are you going to kind of perform optimally, but your body's not going to look optimal either. And you don't feel as good. No. You don't feel as good. So, yeah. yeah. So, um, what are some tips about health, other tips about healthy eating, Janet? Well, I, I think too, one of the things that Sean and I have implemented for ourselves is, as we alluded to as we were traveling, the same thing happens in my pantry. The less processed foods I have and the more fresh, closer to the earth, I think it's better. And like Sean said, start with your protein and then add to it because I do like variety and I don't believe we're supposed to just eat one thing over and over again. So I like to change that up. But um, so... My refrigerator is really what's um, what we're going to eat from versus the cabinet or the pantry. There's a few things in there that we might use, but majority of the food is fresh. And I know that people say fresh food is expensive, but pay now or you'll pay tomorrow. And I seriously mean that. You either eat healthy or later down the road, you're going to pay for the choices you've made. And you can't beat Mother Nature. I, I just, you can't. There's so much more to the nutrients and real food that um, is not given to us or, you know, we don't dig into enough to realize that those vitamins and nutrients that are in whole foods from the earth are far better for us than anything you can get out of a can or a shelf. Yeah, even if it's vitamin enriched. Right. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there's something to be said about, you know, either pay the farmer now or pay the doctor later. But... I think there's a big argument to be made that not only long term is eating healthy a lot less expensive than eating uh, fast food and processed foods, but I think even in the short term it is. Oh, sure. um, you know, let, let's just give a, a, an example. Let's let's do a pound of sausage that if you buy from your local, you know, your local butcher, you're talking a few dollars. Pound of sausage and let's say four eggs. Um, that that's a very common meal for Jan and I, and yeah, we do it more than just breakfast. We do it for dinner. We do it for lunch sometimes. Um, so a half pound of sausage and two eggs would fill both of us up for sure. And you're talking, it's a few dollars is all. Um, so very healthy, um, and, um, very inexpensive. I, I dare anybody to really try to go out to McDonald's or, you know, name your fast food chain and eat for $2. You can't. And even if you say they have a special today, you know, a hamburger for a dollar or whatever, nobody ever just orders a hamburger. They get the large diet Coke, they supersize it and they get a fry and then they get some kind of dessert. And next thing you know, you're spending, you know, $15 and you've got 2000 calories. Yeah. So remember, Sean alluded to the Diet Coke, and I love Diet Coke. But here's the thing about summer. You can't hydrate yourself with soda, and you can't hydrate yourself with alcohol and really be good for you. You really need water. And like I said before, we, we do use, um, I like noon 
And you like which product? Uh, it's called Element, L-M-N-T. Um, noon is probably a little bit more convenient because it comes in these little tubes with like 10 tablets. Mm -hmm. Drop it in a thing of water. It's got your electrolytes. Um, I use it when I race. Um, Element is has more sodium, has a gram of sodium in it. L-M-N-T. I actually interviewed Rob Wolf. Um, he was the um, co-founder of that um, um, nutrient product line. product line. Yeah. And um, you can go back and look at that podcast. We, he talks about nutrition and hydration a lot and why we need extra uh, minerals in our in our um, in our diet usually because we don't get them um, elsewhere and one of the reasons is that he said is you know is probably because we're not eating enough fresh food um, so if you eat a good diet you probably don't need to supplement with with minerals possibly now I will say on hot days and when I'm racing I do sub sub um, sub um, I do. <laughs> use. I, yeah, I do use uh, electrolytes in my in my water bottles because um, water follows. There's salt. Electrolytes are salt essentially. They're salts, and water follows salt. So if you have extra salt, it will pull water into your body, which is what you need it when you're when you're sweating a lot. So, um. What else, Janet? What about you? Talked about snacks. We talked about snacks, and I wanted to. I wanted to clarify what Janet talked about when he went about snacks. Is that you know? Um, I saw a post the other day in social media that the average American eats sixteen times a day. Now I don't know how they qualify that, but that seemed like a lot. But then again, I mean, with you know three major meals and you know four or five little snacks here and there. It could add up pretty fast. Um, I don't think our body was necessarily made to be eating all the time. We're not grazing animals. You know, you look at a cow, you look at a deer, you look at um, alpacas. Janet and I were in uh, Sisters, Oregon, where they have alpaca farms, and they're they're constantly eating. They're a grazing animal. But when you look at either omnivores um, or carnivores, we're omnivores as humans. You look at carnivores. Um, Dogs are omnivores, although they're, they're classified as carnivores. Cats are obligate carnivores. How often do you see a lion eat? Yeah. yeah a lion eats every three days or something, yeah. you know, after it hunts. So I think as humans, we'd be better off if we're not snacking all the time and we're not eating all the time. Right. Janet and I focus on usually during the week when we're not exercising heavily, um, you know, we do one meal a day. And um, on weekends when we're exercising more, we usually do two meals a day. Uh, we usually skip breakfast. We have maybe a late brunch um, and then a dinner. We don't we don't usually eat breakfast. I, I think that fast from the night until the next day is 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 pretty important. Probably for adults. Well, of yeah. course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But but you know, speaking from the mom's side, when you are packing for your children, um, because they do as they're growing need. But they don't need the box stuff. And I know it's convenient, but really fresh fruit and vegetables and cheese and meat are just as easy to pack in your cooler on summer travel than anything else as well. So you just got to plan ahead. And I, I agree with Sean for adults because, you know, many times we, you know, over overeat when we're snacking. And the only time that we kind of fall into that might be when Sean's had a big race or something. But um, for, for 
packing for travel for families, I think leave, leave the boxes at the store, shop the perimeter. They'll, the kids will like it just as well. Well, and a, um, a little phrase that I like to, to say is if it doesn't rot, don't eat it. You know, you think about cheese, you think about yogurt, you think about meat. If you leave it out, you know, at room temperature for very long, it's going to rot and it's, you know, it's either going to oxidize and go bad. It's going to grow mold. It's going to grow bacteria, um, get rancid. Um, whereas, you know, processed food doesn't do that because it has so many preservatives in it. Right. So if, how is our body going to digest it very well? If, if, if fungus and bacteria won't even grow on it. Right. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Fresher the better. All right. So Janet, how do you want to, as we wrap this podcast up, how do you want to um, wrap this up preparing people for summer? Well, plan ahead for one. I think that's one of the biggest tips I can give people as far as taking care of your, your skin, your health, um, your diet, all of that is just preparing a little bit ahead of time. So um, it's not as hard as you think. It just takes a few more steps prior to, but you're going to feel better and have more fun. And only really when we are traveling, we save a lot of time too on our trips because we're not stopping at a restaurant or a fast food place. So, you know, there's that. And then um, have fun. I mean, we look forward to summer. Um, just don't blow your diet and um, hang on to your exercise uh, routines as well. And I wanted to piggyback off the uh, soda and alcohol. So, you know, soda has caffeine in it. Most of them have caffeine in it. Caffeine is a diuretic. So it does, yeah. it does, it does um, dehydrate us. Same thing with alcohol. Alcohol inhibits vasopressin, which um, will dehydrate us also. So those don't count as, as um, hydration. So you have to be um, careful for every alcoholic drink you have. You have to, you know, have a, um, water to back that up in order to stay hydrated. Now, another thing is too, another, another tip is that, you know, we talk often about not drinking your calories. And if you are really, really wanting to lose weight and you're struggling with your weight and you were drinking two or three drinks a day, um, you know, that's anywhere from 300 to 600 calories a day, depending on the drink. And it makes it very, very difficult to lose weight and get that summer body when you are drinking alcohol. So stop drinking your calories. Um, and not only does alcohol have calories in it, and that's how it um, defeats us from losing weight, but it also is a toxin. Alcohol is a toxin. So um, it puts stresses on our body that makes it more difficult for us to be in optimal health. Janet? Is that it? That's it. All Have right. a great summer. Well, um, we thank you for tuning in to Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham. Tune in tomorrow when we have Dr. Heather Gosling on. She is going to be talking about how she has been treating vaccine-injured patients. You don't want to miss out on that. Thank you for tuning in to Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham. Thank you. Thank you.